0: also
1: Chicago's finest internet radio show, making a world a better
2: place, one show at a time. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. Take it away, Dad. All right, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show, and everybody out there. <laughs> a bit uh, too happy, huh? Anyway, uh, welcome to the George Wunder Jr. Show. It is still cold, but it's not as cold. It. As as it was it it's uh the temperatures are rising little by little but they're rising and it feels a little bit better outside believe me we were out there and it feels a little bit better uh, because uh, for the last uh, two or three weeks we have been really in the cold weather like so many other people around the country have in america uh, so, and there's, and the flu, uh, the flu outbreak is just unprecedented. I mean, you've got hospitals, clinics, doctor's office, filled to the rim with people who are, uh, who, who have the flu, you know, and doctors are saying, hey, wow, well, you may have the flu, but you don't always have to come to the doctor, you know, uh, but, um, uh, then there's people saying, hey, wow, the flu will kill you and people have died. So, If you do have the flu or symptoms of the flu, go to the doctor, but there's going to be a long wait because there's 100 people ahead of you or more. And so this flu season has really, really, really been um, horrible. Now, me and my family, me and my family, we, uh, before winter, this winter started, we got, we've gotten flu shots but I can still feel symptoms of the flu coming on because uh, because there's no doubt about it. You can get a flu shot. The minute that uh, that serum or that, that flu injection that you've gotten three or four months ago wears off, <laughs> you're going to be heading to the doctor, you know, because uh, uh, I do feel uh, for the last few days, I feel as if I'm coming down with the flu. I, it's not the flu per se, but you can feel the symptoms coming and I know that, that it's coming. I don't know if it's going to be uh to the effect where i need to go and stand in stand in a line of a uh, two three thousand people who are ahead of me who really have the flu so um you know um uh, a doctor is saying stay home uh if you have mild symptoms to stay home and to treat those symptoms with you know um um uh, you know with hot food hot meals or something like that uh Stay in, stay in from the cold, <laughs> take medicine, over-the-counter medicine. But, if the, but, but however, if it's really, really severe, go to the doctor. If you're coughing, throwing up, you can't eat or whatever, you sore throat, scratchy throat, uh, just all, all out miserable, puking all over the place, by all means, go. Go. Uh, because the flu, just like any other disease, just like any other symptom, if you don't treat it before it gets too bad, uh it can it can mess you up anything i don't care what it is cancer diabetes heart disease um liver disease if you don't treat these uh at the onset and they get worse uh, you know it's so go see a doctor but even the doctors are saying as i said a moment ago uh if you don't have real signs of this the flu if you're not dying as they say do not uh go and uh, to the hospital or anything to add to overcrowding, they don't want you adding to overcrowding. If your your sickness or your flu is not, you know, uh, life threatening, so they want you to stay home and just keep warm and uh, you know drink plenty of hot liquids and stuff like that and and do the do the right things and stay in out of the cold. Uh, I, you know what I think? A lot of the people who who are who have come down with the flu, they've come down with the flu because they they were not Dress properly when they were out in the cold and they come down with it that's how they come down a lot of the folks aren't dressed properly and that goes for older people too that goes for the seniors the elderly uh, a lot of those folks aren't dressing properly when they go out here in the cold a lot of us gotta we have to go to work we have to go to school we have to go travel from here to there from a to b whatever and a lot of people uh do not dress properly a lot of even even in their cars you see people people uh not dressed properly because they're inside their cars and it's heat there but stealing all that doesn't do because you're gonna have to get out of your car so uh a lot of people and especially going to the trains you know the the trains uh, catching the trains the city trains or or you know or the uh, amtrak or metro whatever uh you know you have to be dressed properly you know and a lot of people don't especially i see i've I've always seen a lot of young women out here thinking they're cute and all of this stuff, and they don't put anything on their head. Some some women think they're too cute to wear a pair of gloves, and then you got older people the same way. <laughs> you know, hey, hey, you're seventy years old. Put something on your head. Your your youth is gone. Your looks are gone. Uh, I don't understand it. I mean, guys too. I mean, elderly guys who walk out here with nothing. They're bald, and it's twenty below zero. And then they end up in these ERs, emergency rooms, uh, flu, flu symptoms because they did not dress properly as they were going out into this frigid and dangerous weather. And it happens. Majority of the people who are in hospitals, clinics for the flu symptoms are in there because they did not dress properly or they did not follow their their doctor's orders in dressing properly uh, for this type of weather and preparing and organizing themselves for this type of weather. There's no doubt about it. And there's some people who just uh, are uh, in, and there's some people who have the flu, who've gotten the flu, who did not uh, heed their doctor's orders to get a flu shot before the winter started. Oh, I don't need no flu shot. The flu is not going to mess with me. I'm Superman or superwoman or whatever. And you, and you discover that you're not. The flu will knock you backwards. It will knock you out. It will take you out of commission. And you have to dress properly when you go out here in this frigid, frigid weather. I mean, you gotta forget about your looks. You gotta forget about uh, messing up your hair and all that kind of thing. I've seen people out here in this frigid weather, some young girls who were showing skin. And the doctors, uh, and the doctors, uh, the media was telling them, cover everything up. Do not show any skin. You will get frostbitten. But they, stubborn. And now, they're down at the doctor's office. And the, doc- the doctor's probably, the first question a doctor probably asked is, have you properly, do you properly prepare yourself when you walk out into the cold weather? Some of them are going to lie, you know. But uh, the answer would probably be No they don't they don't and this goes for the elderly too you know i see some of these and, and and a lot of people you you see them walking down the street uh they got they have on this big old coat big coats on boots and everything on but their head is not covered and they have a hood on the back of their coat but they will not put it on and, and a lot of people look really stupid and dumb and ignorant out here in 20 Thirty below, windchill weather, with nothing on their heads, thinking that they're cute or they uh, they don't want to hide their looks or something. You gotta. Why would you do that? I mean, if you're going to if you're going to a job, if you're going to a school, and you come down with the flu, you're gonna give everybody there your cold, your disease, your sickness, because you refuse to uh, a cover up. Now you're going to go over there, talk to them, blow in their face. Suddenly, bing, they have the flu also. This doesn't make sense. People have to start dressing properly when they go out here in cold weather. Cover yourself up. They're, in 20 or 30 below zero, you, nobody's going to look at you and think that you're cute or, or anything like that you're going to look dumb and stupid when you don't cover up in this cold weather and everybody else is bundled up and you're the only one with nothing on out here in this in this weather. I used to see a lot of uh, news reporters standing out in the cold reporting with nothing on their head. But now it's mandatory that a lot of these reporters, these media uh, journalists who go out here and cover stories, they must have something on their head or they cannot cover that story, especially when it's uh, uh, Midwest, it's a Midwest deep freeze, pardon the pun, Midwest deep freeze, but uh, when it's cold, you know, so it doesn't make any sense because there, you got some people who are not, they're not going to cover up or dress properly, no matter what anybody says, because they feel they're cute, they're fine, they're a model, they want show to show off their good looks, they want to show some skin, and they're freezing their asses off. I mean, I've seen so many young girls walking up and down the street with these tight leggings on, acting and pretending like they're not cold, but their booties are out. But they're acting and pretending like they're not cold, and I know damn well they're cold. They're freezing their asses off. It's like, I mean, when you have walking down the street in black leggings, uh, think you're freezing your butt off. But your, your tail is out, and that's what, <laughs> that's what it's all about. But hey, wow, like I said before, if you're going to school or work, and, and you're going to be taking that sickness with you. And this is one of the reasons why so many people are in uh, the ER, doctors' offices, clinics, all around the United States, because a lot of these folks did not dress properly when they walked out into the cold and, and trying to be cute or, or whatever people going to work, they're going to school, they're traveling from A to B out here in this frigid, 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 dangerous cold, and it's been a hell of a winter, you have to put some clothes on, you know, and, and another thing, it doesn't matter, if you're out here in that cold blast for um, for too long, it doesn't matter how many clothes you got on, you're going to get cold, <laughs> you know, but uh, uh, dress, pr- the bottom line is dress properly, dress Keep yourself warm. Keep yourself safe. Keep yourself healthy. You know, keep yourself uh, uh, above it all so you can live to see the next day. The flu is dangerous. There's no doubt about it. It has killed. It's been reported that numerous people around the country, the cold blast, uh, uh, you know, have taken people to their grave. The flu. You know, I mean, cover yourself up. I mean, we know you're pretty. We know you're fine. We know what you have. Cover up so you can, uh, uh, live to, uh, you know, be the best person that you can be. All right, this is the George Wilder Jr. show on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh it, and it's getting better. The weather is getting better here. They said it's going to go up. Uh, um, as you can know, I don't have a script. I'm talking off off the top of my head, so I'm not reading anything. That's why I'm going uh 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 um. Yeah, it's going to get better and uh, they say it's going to be get better but the snow is still out here it's still on the ground it's frozen so this it's still cold and um the weekend i'm hearing is going to be very very nice you know at least in the city of chicago and i hope that it's nice wherever you are in the world all right you've been listening to the george wilder jr show it says here on the marquee is that author donald ford will be on the show of course we're going to have commentary you know so uh, uh, let me look over here. Okay. It says that the world has officially lost confidence in the United States leadership under Donald Trump. What else is new? What the hell else is new? Yeah, the world has lost confidence. A lot of our allies, like Maxine Waters has, has said, our allies are moving away from us. Allies means the people, the countries who are friendly with us. Okay. And they're moving away from us. They're going, uh, uh, they're, they're having their conferences and, and meetings without uh, United States involvement because they do not like Donald Trump. He This man has taken us down in the world. He's, he's an embarrassment all over the place. And um, just the other day, the Washington Post and a, and a few other media outlets we're saying that Donald Trump, by the end of his first year in office, which is coming up soon, too soon, the man has told over 2,000 lies. 2,000 lies. <laughs> that is so ridiculous, but it's true. And he's not done telling lies, as you probably know, okay? He is not done. Over 2,000 lies. How can you? I, I, it's just unfathom. I can't fathom it in, anymore. It's just ridiculous. 2,000 lies. And, he, and he's constantly telling them, constantly obstructing justice. This guy obstructs justice every time he opens his mouth. He's guilty as hell, and he should hang. Okay, the world has officially lost confidence in the United States leadership, okay? Global views of the United States leadership have plummeted since Donald Trump took office. Wow. And this is according to a Gallup poll. So this is not um, just other media outlets saying, this is a poll that was taken. The poll released Thursday shows that 30% of the public approves of u s. leadership down to forty eight percent in twenty sixteen. At the same time, forty percent forty three percent of people expressed a negative opinion of the United States leadership under Donald Trump. What can I say? Enough is said. This is just awful. And you blame the Republicans. You blame Donald Trump and you blame the Republicans. You cannot blame the Democrats for this. It ain't gonna it's not gonna fly. It's not going to fly. And I want to move on to something else. A government shutdown. A government shutdown is looming. Uh, And now the Republicans say, blame the Democrats. The Democrats say, blame the, uh, the Republicans. Who do you blame? There is no doubt about it, folks. You blame The republicans why do you blame the republicans for this because the republicans control the house of representatives the republican controls the united states senate and there's a republican in the white house and if you want to add more to that the majority of the state houses around the united states of america are run by republicans so republicans control everything and for them to try to blame this on democrats or or anybody else it's a it's a total total lie the republicans take all the blame all the time everywhere because they control everything they run they run it all it's in their hands Nothing is in the hands of Democrats. They may want a few votes. They may be wanting a few votes from Democrats, but they don't really need any votes from Democrats. They can do this on their own because what? They are in control. So for them to blame Democrats for a government shutdown is, is them trying to distract or they're trying to save their asses. Uh, because uh, November 2018, we're going to vote them all all out. They're trying to cheat, lie their way out of this. There is no way in hell Democrats should be blamed for a government shutdown. Uh, it's ridiculous. And then they have to, uh, and then uh, I'm hearing that the stopgap spending bill that they're trying to pass to keep the government open will only last one month if they pass it one month. That's ridiculous. That means if they do pass a stopgap uh funding bill to keep the government open, it'll only be open for one month and then after the month is over they're gonna we're gonna be right back at this in a month if they pass it, and that's if. What the hell is going on with the Republicans? They controlled everything. At least if you're going to pass a stopgap spending bill to come in open, at least do it for a whole year. What the hell is a month? You're going to be back here and we're going to be wrangling about the same thing over again that we're wrangling about now. I'm going to tell you something, folks. I believe the government. I believe our government, Donald Trump. I don't think they really want to fund the government. I truly don't. I don't think they want to do it. That's why they're blaming Democrats. They're blaming Democrats for something they don't want to do in the first place. They're, and, and, and they're not getting away with it. They're not getting away with it. We all know what the Republicans are like. We all know what they're like. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. 6:30, 6:23. Uh, I'm sorry, 6:23 p.m. in the city of Chicago. So like I said before, keep yourself warm out there. Keep yourself safe, and and keep yourself uh, healthy, uh, uh, and keep yourself thinking positively, because that's that's what uh, is going to um, uh, get us through this. You know, we're all in this together. We are all in this together, and we have to help one another. Uh, we have to band together to be one America, subtract Trump and, and, and make sure that our country, make sure we take back our country. November, uh, what is it? November 6th, 2018. I should have that stamped on my brain, but somehow it's not. But anyway, as long as, you know, you know, and, um, this is a mess, what we got going here now. A government shutdown. But, you know, some things will stop running. And I'm hearing that the military will suffer a lot worse. The military, the United States military will suffer worse. Remember all those times the Republicans, and currently, uh, saying how much acting, how much they love the military and they love the veterans? Give me a break. Give me a break. All right. You've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. And it, it, it's, it's, it's kind of fun, folks. We'll be right back. <laughs> Making the world a better place <laughs> one show at a time. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. <laughs> All right. Trump says he can do whatever he wants with the Justice Department. Making the comments during an impromptu interview with the New York Times, asked whether the Hillary Clinton email
3: investigation should be reopened. He said, quote, I have the.
4: I'm Keith Olbermann and this is the resistance. I am confident now, even more so than I have been throughout the last year, that this nightmare presidency of Donald John Trump will end prematurely and end soon, and I am thus also confident that this is the correct moment to end this series of commentaries. The important stuff first. There are seven routes in front of Trump. Each inevitably ends in his impeachment or resignation. The first, the likeliest, became a thousand times more likely with the Thanksgiving news of a possible deal between Robert Mueller and General Michael Flynn. As I reported here as long ago as April 4th, the most specifically qualified expert alive on the subject of prosecuting a president, my friend, the Nixon White House counsel John Dean, put it to me very simply. Mueller is not shooting down. Mueller does not make a deal with Flynn to get Paul Manafort. He does not make a deal with Flynn to get Jared Kushner. He does not make a deal with Flynn to get Trump Jr. Mueller makes a deal with Flynn to get Donald Trump. Period. The Flynn Deal report suggests Mueller has completely assembled the backbone of his case and is now just hanging the meat from it. And just as importantly, if Flynn has merely considered a deal from Mueller, it almost necessarily means Flynn either doesn't believe he would get a pardon from Trump or that Mueller, as I've also reported here, has succeeded in finding a way around Trump's pardon power. And either of these near certainties spell Trump's doom. So that's the most obvious of the seven ways for Trump to go now. Mueller really will get him on Russia. It will be ugly and it will tear this country nearly apart, but it will be necessary. The second way is, as I've also repeatedly suggested here, that Mueller doesn't really need to prove anything about Trump and Russian sabotage of the election. There seems to be so much obstruction of justice from the firing of James Comey, to the lies about Trump Jr.'s meetings with the Russians, that it's hard to pick out a key player in the Trump inner circle who could not be guilty of it. Trump could be impeached on just obstruction of justice and a few lesser charges, Nixon was about to be. Or there is a third way. We could be spared the trauma of a Russia impeachment or an obstruction of justice impeachment as we were spared it with Nixon. If Trump is smart, or just sufficiently scared enough, and he resigns, or if he isn't, those around him who could still sell themselves by selling him out will force him to resign. A modified version of this, of course, is the fourth possible outcome, that even if Mueller is months away from his denouement, the Republicans will impeach or remove Trump by spring purely to save their own asses. The state elections in Virginia and Oklahoma earlier this month show what could face Republican incumbents nationwide next November. Not only were Democratic victories overwhelming, but half of them were little morality plays. The 26-year-old lesbian beats the Republican in the district Trump won by nearly 40 points a year ago. The transgendered candidate in Virginia beats the guy who wrote an anti-equality bathroom bill. The boyfriend of a news reporter shot to death on camera beats the Republican pro-NRA candidate. I'll say it again. Richard Nixon was not forced out of office by Democrats, not really even by Watergate. Democrats controlled the Senate and the House every day Richard Nixon was president. They could have impeached him at any point. He resigned when the leading Republicans went into the White House and told him that not only would he be impeached and convicted, but he would take all of them down with him and they were not going to let him do that. So that's the fourth way out. Trump becomes more of an albatross to Republicans and, more importantly, more of a rallying cry to Democrats.
2: All right, that was Keith Overman, and I'm sad to say this that he's no longer giving commentary. He's out of the, he's out of it. But he's, he's, uh, he he doesn't like Trump. Uh, we we can surmise that much. He doesn't because a lot of his commentaries he's, he's pretty ruthless on Trump. Anyway, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show. We're back. It is uh, a 6:30 straight up, uh, PM, in the city of Chicago. And like I said before, I hope everybody's out. Everybody out there, I hope you're doing great, doing wonderful. Keep yourself safe, keep yourself warm, especially if you're in those states and and in um, environments where it is freezing, it's cold. (laughs) I know I am. (laughs) I know I am. Anyway, let's go here. All right, uh, you on the George Wilder Jr. Show?
5: Yes. This is uh, Don Ford.
2: Donald Ford. Okay, great.
5: Calling, calling from where? New York area, home in the orange. All right.
2: And you are a writer, storyteller, poetry, and yes. stuff like that. All right. Oh, uh, yeah. stuff
5: uh, like Donald.
0: That. F-
2: Donald. F- okay, Donald Ford on the George Wilder Jr. Show. Okay, give us a little bit of your bio and then tell us about your work.
5: Oh, do we have to have a bio? Oh, just, I'm kidding. Uh, um, not much of them. Yes, one. basically. <laughs> I'll give okay, you a short one. Uh, basically, okay. started out when I was 15. I uh, Actually started okay. writing uh, poetry, and then uh, kind of met my wife a few years later, and then things got serious, and then I started writing stories. Um, I've been writing ever since, and basically, uh, I have thirty plus books on Amazon right now. But the reason I have so many wow, is great. because I've been gathering them all up. I'm because I'm a storyteller. I write a lot of short stories, tons of short stories, and then me I too. The I books.
2: write. I love short stories.
5: There you go uh i also yeah. like uh rod serling and twilight zone oh yeah because i'm a kind of twilight yeah. zone fan so i have one book and i'm not a horror writer but i have one book that's called nightfall horror anthology and that basically is a lot of short stories kind of like in the same vein as uh, twilight zone i call them good horror stories um yeah so anyway that's just just a piece of the action i write a lot of kids books because uh, kids need that stuff and i i Basically, yeah. when I had uh, my son, uh, I read to him every night. I mean, I, I didn't read to him. I give that up. I i shared stories. I just made up stories. Um, and I would tell true stories about my own life, and then I would make up stories. And then he would tell me which one he wanted, whether he wanted the true one or oh. one about my life. And so one night oh, he kept nice. me going and kept me going. And finally, I said, I'm tired. I, I'm, I'm out of stories. We've t- covered every so- topic. He goes, Dad, look, there's an yeah. eagle in the bottom of the well. And I said, okay, once upon a time, I was an eagle at the bottom of the well. So I wrote a story <laughs> about this eagle at the bottom yeah. of the well. And then every night he wow. would take, take off from there and he would say, hey, Dad, look, there's a tiger. Hey, Dad, there's a... And then I would start the story uh, on his prompt. And now he is wow, an amazing nice. writer. Um, never mind that. <laughs> he is an amazing yeah. writer. And he actually uh, is doing uh, graphic, comic graphic novels for other oh. people. He actually puts them into a fundraising uh, arrangement and then raises the money they need to put the book together. Um, you know, take all their comic books that they did individually and puts them together into a graphic novel, full color, sometimes hardcover, depends how much they raise. And he's been successful at every single one he's done. So, um, wow. But they say the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, so I'll take a teeny bit of yeah. credit <laughs> for okay. at least getting them okay. a okay. You know that I- as far as stories.
2: I've always wanted my son to write. I mean, I've, I've tried teaching him from uh, uh, infant, toddler, all the way up to where he is now, and he has no interest in it. And uh, to hear that, you you know, I, I don't know why I've tried. I've, I've tried endlessly to get him to do it, but I can't do something, if I can't, ha- you know, get him to do something if his heart is not into it. And I don't want to make him, do. I can make him, you know, but I don't want to make him do anything that he doesn't really want to do. So I, I don't really uh blame him he's just it's just something he uh, is not into you know how so uh how
5: old is he well right now
2: he's a, he's 18 and i've been he's teaching 18. him right my yeah, son started 18. when he
5: was 19 to do comics i mean seriously oh, okay. and he did his own you know did a comic on his own and mm. uh, believe it or not he did a little tiny small press comic and uh it was a 50 cent mini comic and mm. uh he uh he uh, put it out there with his story in it. And then he did his own artwork. And then he ran into El uh, Williamson at uh, Chicago con. And while he was there on an elevator, he said, Well, what you here for son? He goes, Well, I, I do comics. He goes, Oh, really? Uh, what's your <laughs> name? He goes, uh, Andrew, Andrew, Andrew Ford. Wow. He goes, Oh, that's nice. I've never heard of you. He says, So what's your book? What do you do? He says, Well, I do this little mini comic. And he started giggling. He goes, this is yeah. a little mini comic for $50. Yeah. He says, uh, it's called rib. He goes, rib. We know who you are at Marvel and DC. Hey, he says uh, that's great writing. He says it's the art sucks, but the writing is great. So, he found wow. an, art, an artist out of Boston yeah. and this guy yeah. cleaned everything up and sent him some pictures and then he went to town on that. Uh did very well. And uh he yeah, was do it. producing it to to Detroit, to yeah. uh Caliber Caliber Press in uh Detroit.
2: Yeah, I, I do a do lot do that, of short so. story writing myself. I do a lot of Mm -hmm. short story writing myself, and I just love it. and And I'm like you. uh, I'll write so many short stories, and one day I'll just compile it into one book, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, into one book. But I love writing them because uh, I I think one of the reasons why I write short stories is because they're short, (laughs) Mm
5: -hmm. and Uh exactly, and 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 you're done with it. You can call it call it day, and you're done with it the next day. Yes, but
2: but but exactly. as a short story writer, you really have to get to the premise on the main idea of the story kind of quickly. You know, you mm-hmm. you you really can't just uh, ramble through it like some some people do in a novel. You have to get to it quickly. You got to get to the heart of the story quickly, or you will lose the reader. Right. I think in a short story. Well,
5: y- yes yes and no. Sometimes you can drag okay. them along with humor, is what I do. Okay. I, yeah. I interject yeah. a lot of yeah. humor because I think it keeps them turning the pages. Yeah. Now, in your mm-hmm. situation, as far as uh, sorry, your son, now maybe he's he's 18 and uh, he maybe has other interests in like that, but uh, has he ever heard anything you, has he ever read anything you wrote or have you ever shared anything you wrote with him? Because I know I shared a story with my well, son and that's when, <clears throat> that's what kicked him off. He goes, I can do that. I can do that. So he basically uh, uh, took off for the bedroom piece of paper and he got out and he wrote a, a real quick short story about... Um, it, you know you know how these guys in the spring get together for baseball down down in Florida and they do their yeah, practice and yeah, stuff well, yeah. um, basically the big shots, you know the Jose conseles and different guys like that, they don't show up, yeah, you know, for these because they they're they're too good. they don't need to practice uh they just you know, and he that used to used to flip him off He get really upset, and so he called it spring waiting. It was the name of the story. You know, awesome. so a piece, of, and he basically was letting them have it, mm. saying, "Look, you know, I'm a fan. Uh, you know, I, I like watching, you know, my guys playing, and mm. I, I like it from the beginning." And other, where, are you, "Where are you guys? You weren't there." So a lot of them don't show up for spring training
4: because they don't have
5: to. See, they figure they're they're good enough. They they're they're all set. Um, so he wrote he wrote his first piece, and uh, it was really good. It was very good. The wow, thought it was pretty good. It got him going. Well, so that's what Yeah, I'm my
2: saying. son, I I've got my books all around here. The I, the books that I've authored, written, and published. Yeah, I have showed it to him. I showed it to him. I showed him the books to try to spark something in him, but nothing. You know. So yeah, I I I don't think he's really interested. I I I really don't. I mean, when you're trying so hard, mm-hmm. and I've I've always kept books around the house. All uh, books everywhere. Does he, under the bed. Now, a, did, yeah, go right this ahead. This is a
5: touchy subject. This is a touchy subject but does he um is he one of these kids that uh lives on his phone <laughs> I hate to say that no
2: you know what I mean? no is he always
5: talking no. you know, does he spend a lot of time on that that's that's no, a good no sign. i don't i don't i don't think <laughs> i have I many one book that, Go right i've ahead. got one book it's like uh uh return to the forest and because i'm a naturalist yeah. and uh, i'm all about the environment mm-hmm. and that type of thing so i wrote a story about all of these kids in a science class and the teacher said, okay, assignment today, we'll, we were going to go out uh, into nature and we're going to walk around the streams and, you know, around some hills and and walk along some trails and like that in the woods. And I want you guys, you got your phones, you know, on your, you got your, your yeah, cameras on your phone, you're going to shoot some pictures, the things you see. So they went on their little trek. And then uh, when they got back, the teacher said, okay, now, guys, uh, what did you see? What did you guys see? And it was just like crickets. It was silence. I, yeah. Didn't you see anything? And this one kid pops up. He goes, I did. He says, I saw a snake. I tripped on it when I was uh, texting Mary, <laughs> one of the other girls there. <laughs> and then somebody else said, uh, yeah, he says, "He says, yeah, I, I saw, uh, you know, a bird, you know, up in a tree. But that was yeah. because, you know, there was a limb in front of me and I wasn't watching. I was talking on the phone. And I hit the limb and I saw the bird. So everybody had an excuse for, you know. And he, none of the pictures were taken in other words they took a picture of nothing and there was tons of stuff going on then the teacher says guess what he says i'm going to show you what was out there and he just rolled the film and he had all this stuff on, <laughs> on the board and they kept watching yeah. you know they saw an eagle bringing the fish up out of the water and it was a mm-hmm. beaver in the dam and it was all this cool stuff going on and there was shoot and these kids eyes were getting as big as saucers it's like wow, wow. he says so we're going to do this again he says the next time he says Pay attention, because you're gonna you're gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I thought that was pretty cool. That's that was that was a book I wrote. Of course, I made it up, but it's not too far off. And mm-hmm. it shows a picture of all these kids heading out into the woods, and of course, all they wanted to do was text one another, talk to their girlfriends, and and just you know banter back and forth. And it did, wasn't helping the class any because that wasn't the purpose of the class. So it's kind of cool, you know. I think that you know, yeah, even if kids read yeah, it, they would go, hey, cool, you know, that's huh? kind of interesting.
2: So yeah, here's a suggestion for cool. you.
5: Here's, yeah. a, here's a suggestion for you. Next time, right after dinner, pull out that book yes. that I'm talking about. You'll find it there, and uh, and say, "Here's a cool book. You know, what do you think of this?" And just get, I want to get your, uh, you know, your your input. Since he's not one of them, supposedly not one of them, he should really uh, he it should it should say something to him, you know. And it might get him going. On the horn yeah, hand. you know what? And what got me going was the, uh, you know, you you get excited about something, uh, and it opens up an idea in your head. Uh, um, and we give you. I'll give you I'm going to do that. that. Go ahead.
2: I'm going to do that. Okay. I'm going I'm to go do online it. and get a few of your books, and I'm going to have him. Okay. Uh, even if I have to make him read them, he's going to uh-huh. read them, and I want him mm-hmm. to tell me whatever he he gets from reading one of your books, one of your short stories. Okay. And now
5: here's another one too. Yeah, I'm going to do poetry, that because poetry um, books in there too. Does he like poetry? Yeah, poetry. Yeah. Does he like it?
2: Yeah, he likes it. He used to write it in school, so I'm pretty sure he's familiar he with it.
5: it. Well, uh, yeah. keep him at it. Keep him at it. In other words, I've read a couple <laughs> poetry books. Uh, grab one of those yeah. poetry books. Uh, a Nature Walk. Yeah. Write that down. Oh, yeah. Nature, write that down. That's one nature of my walk. best poetry books.
2: I think I can remember because that because I've, already, world, I've so. already written your name down. So I've uh, Nature okay. Walk. I can probably remember that one.
5: Well, let me help you with this because, you know, even anybody, if they're listening, uh, they yeah. will know how to yeah. find me. My first yeah, book went yeah. out. And I looked and looked and looked, but I couldn't find it on Amazon. It was there. Yeah. And so finally it dawned on me, hey, there's a million Don Fords out there. They're everywhere. We got them in our town here. They're all over place. Yeah. So which one of those is me? So I mean, I had to go yeah. on uh, quite a search. So the next book I put out, I got smart and I decided to uh, actually label, you know, bring it right down to Mr. Don, the letter G Ford. Mr. Don G. Ford. And when you put that in there, you don't put a book name in. You just put that in there, all my books yeah. pop up. Just like that. Wow. That's and
2: I, great. It that's beautiful. Kind of almost
5: scared me. Uh, it almost scared me the first time because there's just 30 books there. and it was, okay. Okay. I just kept writing. I wasn't thinking about it. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: so there is let me say this. There's stuff.
5: There's kid stuff. Yeah.
2: Okay. I want to say, uh, author Don Ford on the George Wilder Jr. show, and he's talking about his books, his short stories, and I'm pretty sure – a lot of you out there listening, you going to go out there and get some of these short stories uh, because they sound great. They sound marvelous. Uh, uh, Don, where can we find your work? I mean, specifically, give us some websites or you know whatever. Where can we find it?
5: Okay, uh, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you uh, you know like a site that you can go to and they can see pictures and they can see all, a lot of the stuff. that But I do. Uh, I, did I you, you mention
2: earlier that they were on Amazon?
5: Yes. You just okay. go to Amazon.com, mm-hmm. and there is a little. There'll be a line there to put in, like say a title or something. You put in name. Don't put in a title. Put in a name. Put in Mr. Don. The letter G and Ford. And every okay. book. Okay. So not out.
2: Donald Ford, there'll but just pages. Don Ford.
5: Mr. Don. Mr. See, Mr. I had Don. to qualify okay. it. There's only one. See, there's only one Mr. Don. So, okay. And so, like, there's only one Mr. You, you know, <laughs> and Mr. Him. Okay. And so that's me. And nobody will get confused because um, okay. nobody else is going to put that down. You won't find probably hardly any books out there that their name isn't like Joseph Smith or R- Ralph Anderson. Mm-hmm. That's how they'll put it. But I can't do that because my name is, is so uh, simple and so easy that, like I said, there's Fords yeah. everywhere. And there's Dons everywhere. And so Don Ford doesn't yeah. cut it. But Mr. Don, the letter G for Grey Wolf, because, you know, my mom was Seneca, so it's like my Indian name, and then Ford. So Mr. Don G Ford, and it'll pop them right up. It's so easy. So
2: you're singling yourself out from everybody who probably has the same name, so you...
5: Thank you. No, but I didn't know what's going to put all my books right together. Do do you know if you have like four or five books... And you put your name in there, you know, Ralph Smith, and then one of your books shows up, and you have four or five, but it might not. The next one might be Ralph Johnson, and then Ralph. Oh Anderson, yeah,
2: yeah, And then Ralph, yeah, and then another
5: yeah. Ralph Smith. There's your next book. They're not yeah. together. Mine, because not they, together, this but thing, they're on
2: the same page.
5: It, they, yeah, they're they're mine are all together on the same page, all yeah. together. There's yeah. nothing in between them,
2: mm.
5: which makes it nice. Yeah. Uh, if somebody's <laughs> okay. hunting for something, you know.
2: Okay, give us a few uh, names of your stories. Give us some some names, and uh, you know uh, uh, that some of the stories that you might think are, are some of your best.
5: And I, I I knew you were going to say that. Okay, so here's here's one: war on the home front. Okay. War on the home front. Okay. Um, okay. Basically, it, it'd be nice if. The soldier could come home to a place of peace and quiet, but this is not always oh, in the cards for some battle-worn heroes. Just when our soldier okay. in this tale thinks he will head home for some much needed, you something I like this needed R and R, he must put on his battle gear once more. However, the tools of war. <clears throat> Whoops, excuse me. Wait for this thing to. Well, anyway, it's not moving too fast. It's kind of slow today. she's supposed to be really fast. Uh, no, you, okay, you're, you, must put you're on, fine. You're fine he must put on battle gear once more however the tools of war cannot be used in this battle that takes place in the son's school a new strategy must okay. be applied to win this war and it's it's there's two stories in there one is about either both about a soldier coming home the one uh dad comes home and his son is been uh, accused in school of bullying And it was just the opposite. It's quite an interesting story. And then the other one is the soldier comes home. He goes to his door. He tries to open it. It won't open. He tries the key. It won't open. And then finally, somebody comes to the door and opens it. This is some other woman. It wasn't his wife. So he's going frantic. This is, you know, it's my house. And then she says, it's my house. And so anyway, it, it has <laughs> to do probably with, you know, the fact that these guys come home all war-torn. And sometimes yeah. the, uh, they're going through battle fatigue or whatever it is. And uh, so that story's in there too. And that's pretty good. And the way it ends is
2: pretty Yeah, it sounds, like pretty good. Um, it sounds like it's pretty good. It sounds like it's pretty good. Don, um, uh, yeah, I have lost my <laughs> for some reason. Uh can you um (laughs) yeah no it can't but it sometimes it does you know sometimes it does you lose your thought and uh it it happens uh don i want to thank you for being on the show and one of the things i wanted to say is that this show once this show is over it's going to be podcast it's going to be downloaded and uh you can always uh i can give you a link to this show where you can put it somewhere where people can come and hear you on the show talking about your work how's that
5: okay that sounds wonderful.
2: Yeah, I can send you a link to I, it. So, you know.
5: Okay. Yeah, go
2: right you're gonna, ahead. You're gonna
5: make a guy. You're gonna make a guy really happy today. I, I, my car broke down. <laughs> I, uh, my battery was dying, and I called AAA, and of course they were real good. They got there, uh, and this guy, you know, he was helping me, and then we went for coffee. I bought his coffee right nearby at a Dunkin', and uh, yeah. so we got talking about the books and stuff like that. And he was so excited. He says, "Well, it's going to be on radio." He says, "Where is it going to be? I'd like to listen to it." So this would be good. He's he's looking forward to it, yeah. and also he's looking forward to checking out all my books, which uh, just like yes, yeah. it was a fluke, you know. But, yeah, yeah I'll, okay. send uh, I'll send you the link. I'll send
2: you the link in maybe okay. about an hour or two after it's processed. I'll send you the link, okay. and you can do whatever you want to do with, put it wherever you want. And people, not necessarily not necessarily listening to me, but listening to you describing your work and you know talking about your work and why you think people should check it out. You know, I, I think that's a good thing. So, um, okay,
5: all right. <laughs> I want to thank you for
2: being on the show. And i want you to look for that link are you on facebook
5: am i on facebook i sure am
2: okay i can send it on on i can send it to you okay i can send it to you on facebook i can send it send it to through your email you know or just do do it both so make sure you get get the link of the show in about an hour and a half maybe okay
5: sure so you have my uh you've got my email of course because you you know you responded yeah that's where i get your phone number Right
2: I got your email and I can just put your name in Facebook and you've, you you're a, you'll come up right
5: I should yeah yeah know, it should. last week i had I had what was it tomorrow this do you realize I had 12, uh, 1,666 hits on you know on Facebook yesterday wow just, that's remember, great for the week for the last week yeah never, I, mean, I might have forty or 50. Maybe 100, You know. sounds like 1,600. I well, think it's a lot up and down,
2: you know. That type of thing, yeah. Right. All right, Don Ford on the George Wanda Jr. Show. Thanks for being a part of you. A great guest. I will be in touch with you in a, maybe an hour and a half, all right?
5: Okay, now I, I lived in Chicago for a little bit, so go Chicago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I <lived in> South <laughs> Yeah, California. cold weather, right? <laughs> cold
2: weather. Well, <laughs> all right, no, bye-bye. It
5: was, it was, I enjoyed it, so you take care. All right, thank bye-bye.
2: you. You too. Bye-bye. All right, Donald uh, Donald Ford on the George Wilder Jr. Show, folks. We will be right back. Let's see if we can't do give you a little bit of entertainment here. Let's see, go, 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 go this way. Not is it that way? This way. Um, the, 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 the George Wilder Jr. Show is on the on the um, on the air. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me right here on Blog Talk Radio. Make sure you click uh, follow. I mean, that's always kind of kind of cool you know and uh this is the george wilder jr show on black talk radio follow me all over the place i'm looking uh, i'm stalling here folks that's that's exactly what i'm doing i i am stalling um let's do this right now
5: happens is that the um
3: Um, so the breaking news that just came out, uh, Donald Trump made more comments. Uh, he rejected the bipartisan immigration uh, reform that was supposed to be popping. Mm-hmm. Remember, I covered that one. Yeah. And we thought there was going to be some. Well, we knew. I, <laughs> it wasn't going to be nothing. However, Because according to the Washington Post, I'm just going to read it straight from here. It says, President Trump grew frustrated with lawmakers Thursday in the Oval Office when they floated restoring protections for immigrants uh, from Haiti, El Salvador, and African countries uh, as part of a bipartisan immigration deal. And according to two people briefed on the meeting, this dude said, (laughs)
0: because
3: I'm going to say dude, what I really want to say is something else, but he said, why are we having all these people from, from shithole countries come here? Okay? I repeat, he said, why are we having all these people from shithole countries come here? And this is according to the people who were in the meeting. He was referring to African countries, and he was referring to Haiti. He then suggested that United States... Listen, listen. He then suggested that United States should bring more people from countries like Norway, whose prime minister he met yesterday. So, essentially, this... um, trash of a a president uh, that America has, that we have here in America. Wants to always disrespect and constantly come for these black and brown countries, he was referring to African countries. He was referring to black, Haiti yep. when he made this statement, calling <laughs> a country that my parents come from, my my people come from, then my forefathers up in Africa, these <laughs> beautiful countries. Okay, these beautiful countries. He this continent um, of beautiful black people, black and brown people. The he shithole. wants to constantly come and disrespect them, calling them shitholes. Let me tell you something. The only shithole that <laughs> i see is the, the place that we are living in now the one that he's running that's mm-hmm. america okay the people that come from those countries that he keeps on trying to attack are people great people great yeah. damn people who come here to this shithole hole of a country called america and work fuck they work on <laughs> my bad? My bad. They work six damn jobs. They do more than your whole family probably has ever Ever done. done. But you want to bring in people who look like you, white folks, white immigrants, so that they can benefit with their, their white privilege here in this country. Now, that's some BS. Because my parents, Haitian immigrants, my whole entire family has come here and has done the best that they could, have paid their taxes, has contributed to your damn society, your community, built has shit. built freaking communities on top of communities, speaking yeah, English, has worked hard angry. to speak I when English, I first okay, heard that get I these damn jobs, and you want to keep trying on the these Africans <laughs> and these Haitians, you got the wrong... People, Donald Trump, you got the wrong people. And I told you before, let your little, your little comments and things like that. Let your little um, Trump supporters come at any one of us. They gonna catch these hands. They turn on your location. I, I'm turning your location. I'm sick and I'm tired of Donald Trump and these people. All of you guys. I remember last time I covered um, him saying this BS. And you guys were like, a lot of um, people under the comment section were saying, well, that's um, that's hearsay. He probably didn't say it. Y'all, know, enough damn is well. enough. We're going to keep on getting reports like this. When are you guys going to open your eyes and realize that this is your president? He's racist as hell. He's, he only wants people who look like him, who have money in, it, in their pockets, to uh, uh, take over America. He wants to gentrify America, <laughs> make it all white again, right? It never was white, okay? We are the ones who built this, okay? Donald Trump... Trump, put some respect on the black folks. Put some respect on these Africans and stop coming for my Haitians. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. And on top of that, stop coming for the Middle Eastern people. And on top of that, leave the the Latino community alone. Let us be. We over here, we ain't causing no problems. We're building your damn society. Okay? Enough is enough.
2: I wonder what diamond and silk. No, don't apologize.
1: About don't here. apologize at all because you know. No, don't apologize. People, I, please don't I mean, the apologize. I did in, in media was uh, about racism. Uh, the last kind of thing anybody should do is apologize the, for the this shithole truth we truth got truth in, the, in the White the, House. Was if you don't see it, you just don't want to. That's the bottom line. It's like this could be staring. This is staring them literally in the face. Donald Trump um, says these things over and over and over again. He does things over and over and over again. And you know what, this is beyond just who he is, this is who he is and also who he wants to be and who he wants to attract. The problem about what he said today is that you're going to have people who co-sign this. That's you're going to have people problem. who explain it, who explain it away. You're going to have some conservatives who don't believe it. You're going to have the other ones who embrace it. And then you're going to have those who are going to try and go out there and explain and see, look at the poverty level here in Haiti. Look at the poverty level here. But they won't go any back further. It's amazing. People who want to hang on to the past and their heritage of the Civil War and all that, they don't want to go any further back to colonialization, right? The colonial area where they pil- pilfered and plundered uh, Haiti. Mm-hmm. They, they took all the wealth from oh, Africa. No, they don't- they they still, they're still in Africa right now. Mm-hmm. They're still in Africa right now taking the wealth from Africa. Tech companies all across this world are in Africa. China is in yep. Africa. Russia is in Africa. America is in Africa. Mm-hmm. The reason we have troops in Africa right now is so that we can maintain this neocolonialism where we don't you know, we're, we, we don't, have to control your government. Just let us control your wealth. And if you want to know why, if let's say if these countries were shitholes, they're shitholes because America has raped these countries. Western civilization has raped these countries for hundreds of years how do you rape a country for hundreds of years take all of their wealth and then turn around and be surprised like I I just don't understand why you're so impoverished
3: these are the same people these Americans will go over to uh, like Haiti and uh, go to these people and try to put in their mind that you guys don't, you know, you don't need this land, this beautiful land that you have. I'll give it to you for $1,000. Exactly. Knowing, knowing that they need this money after raping uh, raping these people of these lands, what they'll do is go and say, I'll give you $1,000 for these this land. And um, just, it's, it's like a whole Christopher Columbus situation. Uh, go over there, lie to these people, yep. uh, take their land, and then build on top of it because they know how precious the resources are Underneath in yep. uh, in uh, Haiti and in Africa, and these... Uh, brown and black countries. You know how, do you know, we come from these, the places with these rich resources that they want. They go and build these resorts over there uh, and then they try to separate it from the country. Lavadi is in Haiti where you guys go and resort. Camaron is in Haiti where they go and resort. But you never, they never attach a name Haiti to that. Those beaches belong, are, are in Haiti, those beautiful blue waters where everybody wants to go and take pictures. They want to go to Africa and ride on the animals and things like that. Um, it's disrespectful. It's disrespectful for Trump to constantly say that. What what comes of this is the people are going to believe this. They're going to oh, yeah. sit here and and, and and look at us. I have Justify a guy oh, named William who was a black man in in the comment section who uh, said. Um, he sees how racist I am. You can kiss my black ass, okay? Because um, I'm definitely not racist, but I will Kisses. attack anybody who's coming for people who are black and Middle Eastern. And even if you're white, I will. But I have no, here's the thing. Donald Trump will say all Middle Eastern people are terrorists. That's why he made the damn uh, Muslim ban, okay? He doesn't want black and brown immigrants here. That's why he's taking people off TPS and any other program that uh, helps these immigrants uh, to stay here. Um, he will go and uh there's there's so many there's long list of things that donald trump does to attack black and brown immigrants and i'm sick and tired of it i'm tired of talking about it honestly like like you were just saying the uh america goes and rapes these countries these continents these people tries to take from us uh acts like they're gonna help right mm -hmm. but they take in -hmm. the middle of that and leave these countries uh with thinking that they have nothing um, and that, that's where the, the, the problem is. That's why I always say to uh, my parents, you know, when uh, we go visit to Haiti, my, my oldest brother we go back to Haiti or thing like, things like that when he goes back and he goes back to my family and when we go back, we always talk about how we want to build over there because there's no sense of continuously taking the kids and bringing them here, okay, giving them an education which is great, but I want them to go back home too to know that they have land, we have resources and it's only for us to come and continuously build over there. Stop letting these Americans and people like Donald Trump come and steal our resources and put their name on it and say it's theirs. It doesn't belong to you. Yeah. Okay?
1: I'm trying so hard to find a tweet by uh, uh, this phenomenal woman on Twitter who tweeted um, the reason they called us third world countries uh, is because if you call it um, nations that have suffered the rape and pillaging of uh, colonial powers over the last 400 years it doesn't sound as good. But that's exactly what it is. These third world developing countries are developing because for generations they have been raped. Uh, take for instance the Congo, right? I, this, this is. If you know this already, you know where I'm going. If you haven't heard this before, this is about to blow your, your mind. Uh, The ore and mineral reserves that exist underneath the Congo, $7 trillion worth, American dollars worth of ore and mineral wealth In in, in the Congo. But the Congo is one of the most destabilized nations in the entire continent of Africa. The Congo has is a failed state. It is run by uh, warlords. And the reason it's run by warlords is because governments have particular warlords that they prop up and create a destabilized environment where there can't be a single authority. There can't be a governing authority that could secure that wealth For that nation. So what these nations have done historically, and they're doing it now, I'm not talking about something that happened in the past. I'm not talking about something that happened when the, uh, when the, the United Kingdom was, uh, the sun never set on, 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 on London or the United Kingdom or whatever it was called at the time. Uh, the sun never set on the king, on the queen's kingdom. That's what the phrase, right? I'm not talking about then. I'm talking about right now, $7 trillion worth of wealth that exists underneath the Congo and the country cannot benefit from it because it is constantly being destabilized by outside powers. Why? Because they don't want to have to go through a legitimate government and pay that government royalties and and, and pay them for their wealth. They want to just be able to get it from a warlord who's going to give it to them on the low Mm -hmm. or give them access to it for nothing more than guns and weapons. Mm -hmm. So this is the game that people like Donald Trump Mm -hmm. have done throughout, throughout world history for hundreds and hundreds of years. And now, this this uh, this trumple still skin this this fuck faced bun clown stick of a president has a nerve to say that these countries are shitholes they're shitholes because people like you went there and had you never gone there and people like you had never gone there they would be the dominating power in this world but they knew that and that's why they went there to rape those countries and they're still there raping those countries yeah. today
3: yeah and like i said if any of you um i know uh, a lot of us I know Nigerian people, I have a lot of African friends, I have a lot of Haitian friends, I have a lot of Hispanic friends, Um, and a lot of us have these conversations every day about um, the whole aspect of Donald Trump's comments about black and brown immigrants, even um, people from the Middle East, or people who look like they're from the Middle East, um, who are called terrorists, and we're called poor, and Mm -hmm. we're called all kinds of things, Um, but we're royalty, okay mm. and you can't take that away from us you come to our lands our countries you know our continents to take our resources you know a lot of times uh you just want to be us uh, donald mm. trump you can't you
1: can't you don't that's why he's you jealous. know he's so jealous yeah. of obama that's, like that's it that's his number one because
3: you know because obama's fresh and not because obama's black he's just jealous because obama's a black man who came up um, Don, donald trump and people like him don't want to see black countries rise or black people rise They're they want to keep us in the system. They want to keep us in these uh, stereotypes. So he, he creates them, and yeah. it's his supporters they follow that. And any one of them, hmm. any one of them Republicans that are in his uh, uh, administration or who work beside him, who hear him yeah. say this and don't say shit about it. We come on your ass too, all of you guys. Enough is enough, and I'm tired of talking about this. And what we're gonna have to do is show and tell. Like I like I said, it, it. Don't be trying to come over here and continuously give people like Donald Trump your business. Go back to Haiti and build there. Start building up these countries. Let them know that we ain't nothing to be messed with, especially Haiti. Listen, Man, the the good. first independent Freak. black country. We got that, okay? We.
2: Alright, welcome to the George Wilder Dooney Show on Blog Talk Radio out of the city of Chicago, the state of Illinois. Folks, we are in some trying times. We are in some dark times. We must fight for an America without hate. We must fight for an America without bigotry. We must fight for an America without racism. We must fight for our rights. We must fight to continue to be Americans. Some of those rights are being threatened taken away but we have to get out here and fight the good fight you know and it has to be done folks it has to be in a non-violent way we know how to do things non violent so let's go out and make our voices heard fighting non-violently
6: if you've ever been in an argument with an avid Donald Trump supporter, you will very quickly find out that these people have no idea what they're talking about when they defend the president. Usually they'll revert to some kind of tactic of, ah, liberals are stupid, you snowflake, go find your safe space. That's about all they can do. They'll say that, oh, you're being funded by George Soros, because that's also another common Republican talking point. But here's the thing. This is what Republicans all around this country have to be willing to admit at this point. You, Republican voters out there, voted for a very pathetic loser to be our president of the United States. There is no other way to say that at this point. Donald Trump is pathetic, he is whiny, and he's a loser. Yeah, he won the electoral vote, whatever. You can win things and still be a loser, though, and that's what Donald Trump is. His response to Hurricane Harvey is the latest example of what a horrible human being Donald Trump truly is. All of his uh, uh, policies that he's gone along with and wanting Republicans to push about taking away money uh, from after-school programs to give it a tax cut to the rich, that's pathetic, and that's disgusting. And that's what you voted for. In the last seven and a half months, Donald Trump has killed more civilians in the Middle East than Barack Obama did in eight years. That's from the latest reports coming out of what's going on in those wars that a lot of us forget even are going on right now, that Donald Trump is in charge of. Donald Trump is having our military overseas kill civilians. Again, disgusting. But Trump voters don't seem to understand that. And yes, I understand Donald Trump is losing support among some Republicans, but there are plenty of hardcore people out there who are-
2: Yeah, there are plenty of hardcore people out here. And I'm learning right now as I'm on the radio that a stopgap spending bill passes the House. But however, it it has to go through the Senate, but it has passed the House. So, to avert a uh, government shutdown, okay? So it is passed, and it has nothing to do with the dreamers. So the dreamers are totally in trouble here. Um, I mean, you got a Republican, you got Republicans running the house, you got Republicans uh, the the u s. Senate, you got a Republican in the White House. Okay, A house votes to avert a government shutdown path to this path, and Senate unclear. So the Senate has to sign on it too, so the President can sign it, but it's unclear okay it says here the house voted thursday night to avert a government shutdown sending the bill to the senate where its future is much less certain okay um shortly before the house vote the uh, freedom caucus said a majority of its members would vote to support a stopgap spending the thing is this stopgap spending bill as i uh, said before It only lasts for a month, one month, 30 days, 30, 31 days, whatever. It lasts only for one month, which is totally ridiculous. As I've said, uh, it may pass the Senate. It may not pass the Senate, but even if it does pass the Senate, it's going to be for just one month. Why not a year? And there are ba- there are bills, uh, stopgap bills that in the past that were that averted a, a government shutdown that lasted at least six months. But here we got one month. I don't know what's we have a dysfunctional government, folks. It's just not working. It's not the only it's working for the Republicans because they're getting rich off this. I mean, Donald Trump signed a, a tax cut into law and they all got paid. Okay so it's working for them but working people poor people ordinary mm-hmm. grassroots down home people this is the government is not working uh uh for us period this is they're dysfunctional and these guys control it all they control everything they can't blame democrats although they're trying they're they really are trying to uh Blame Democrats for a government shutdown, blame Democrats for the, the fate of the DACA kids, the dreamers. They're trying to blame Democrats, but the, the blame is solely put on Republicans. If anybody's uh, is going to try and blame the Democrats for this, they're senile. They're crazy. They're lying. They're trying to distract. They're trying to BS you. This is totally a Republican monstrosity and most americans know that they know that so if the, if the republic republicans go around saying well we need democratic votes well the democrats are not going to vote they don't need democratic votes this is what they're trying to tell us throw at us the republicans know that they're in a hell of a a lot of trouble coming november 2018 during the midterms elections so they're trying to stop. Uh, they're trying to stop a blue wave. They're trying to stop a tsunami. They're trying to stop uh, Americans from voting their asses out. They are trying to, you know, pretend like they care about you and yours. They don't, and we know they don't. But they're going to try and do that now because they know they're going to get their asses handed to them uh, in November. So they're trying to, you know, come together and say, "Hey, wow, well, we better wake up. The American people are going to kick our asses out. So we better pretend like we care about them, care about their issues, care about their uh, problems, or they're going to throw us out." This is how they, this is how the Republicans won the House. This is how they won the, the Senate. This is how they won, uh, they, they won the White House. Con and lied and and fooled um, the American people, and the American people know that now. And they're, woke, they're waking up now. You know, so, so these guys and girls in Congress, Republicans, that are trying to blame Democrats for, for uh, destroying uh, America, it's not going to wash because it's not true. They're in control of everything. They're in control of every conceivable thing politically in the United States. The Democrats, the only, only thing they can do, they can complain and, and bitch and, and, you know, say this is not right. That's not right. But that's about all they can do on certain things. That's about all they can do. Basically, the Republicans controlled everything. All right. You've been listening to the George Wonder the Show. I want to thank my guest, uh, Donald Ford, for being such a splendid guest. I, I love guests who are just uh, great guests on the show. And, uh, but we always have to um, talk about what's going on in the world because this show is all about making the world a better place. It's, it's getting tough. It, it's getting tough, you know, it, uh, because the, the United States has sunken low. We've lost credibility within the world, you know, and uh, it's up to the American people, us together, not just the George Wilder Jr. show or some other show. Um, it's up to us together to band together. To uh, mobilize and to take our country back and to make it the country it was always supposed to be and even better and even better you know uh, these guys uh, and girls these Republicans we cannot they, they don't know their asses from a hole in ground in a ground and uh, and in some cases they don't know what they're doing especially Donald Trump Donald Trump is running, the, running America leading America by numbers you know this guy doesn't know what he's doing uh uh He's coming up on the anniversary of his first year in office, and and at this point, at the time time of this show, this episode, he's at 37% approval rating. America doesn't like him. America thinks he's a failure. He has failed, but in Donald Trump's mind, he hasn't. In Donald Trump's mind, in his mind, he's a stable genius. (laughs) Oh, wow. How can anybody say that they're a stable genius? It's up to them. It's up to the American public to figure out if you are a stable genius or not. It's up to the American public to give you an A or an F grade on your time in the White House. Not you. You don't do it. That's like that's like a, 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 a kindergarten gardener telling his teacher uh, when she gave him an F that he's actually an a student. And when she knows he's an F student. Well, that's Donald Trump. What can I say? You've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. And as I've said on the onset of this segment here, House Votes to Avert a Government Shutdown. That's great. That's beautiful. But now we have two more hurdles to go. And that's in the Senate. And that's, uh, well, uh, Donald Trump is going to sign it no matter what, you know. So but anyway, we got one more hurdle. And they're not sure if the senate is going to go the way of the house and that's possible but anyway there's some movement okay there is some movement to avert a government shutdown because i'm hearing that a government shutdown would actually hurt our veterans uh the military actually uh, a lot worse than and than anything because a lot of things will be it, it will start monday if, if on a, on monday uh if there's no uh, uh agreement, on this thing and it doesn't pass, then a lot of uh, government uh, buildings are going to be shut down. I don't know, paychecks will be slowing, coming. you know, it's going to be devastating. And I'm hearing that it's inevitable that there probably will be a government shutdown and uh, something nobody wants, something nobody wants. uh, uh, But I have a feeling the Republicans, they want it. And um, uh, the Republicans are right now trying to get on the Republicans right now are trying to get on the side of the American people. They are they are really trying to get on the but I think it 's too late too little because the Republicans have as long as Donald Trump is in that White House, the republicans they don 't have a prayer. They may not have a prayer if Donald Trump is convicted and sent to jail uh, for colluding with Russia or even money laundering. You know, so and I'm hearing that Donald Trump will talk to um, Mueller, Bob Mueller, the uh, special counsel into the Russia involvement into the the cheating into the 2016 elections, which Donald Trump had more than a hand in. And we know it and they know it. They're just trying to figure out a way how to come out with with uh, arresting his ass, getting him out of the White House. And that's what we want. We want him out of the White House. He is unfit. Okay, let's see. Michael Wolff, the author of the explosive book, which is now, I hear, which is now slated to be a, a tip television series. Yeah, and that's that's going to be interesting. I wonder who's going to play Donald Trump. Donald Trump could probably play himself without even without a script, you know. But uh, anyway, that's that's. They're saying that Michael Wolff, the author of the explosive book uh, about Trump's White House. He holds a he's he's holding right now holding a question and answer session. I, I really don't you know I don't want to be a part of that. I mean I don't really need to uh, know anything about that because uh, you know I mean it's going to be a mini series. It, it, if it's a mini series, it's going to be running for a whole. It's going to be a, actually it's going to be running until Donald Trump is actually out of office. <laughs> it's going to be uh, about Donald Trump and his. His unfit for office, his slide shithole country's remark. All of this is going to be a part of uh, a part of, uh, of the series. They're going to keep writing stuff in because Donald Trump and his goons in the White House—they're going to be giving the producers and writers a lot of material uh, for this. So we can uh, expect. Um, Fireworks! This this is this is interesting. This is going to be very very interesting, and I'm pretty sure Donald Trump and his minions they don't like this. I'm pretty sure there's going to be something about Kellyanne Conway, Sarah and Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Uh, they don't they're not going to like it because they know that it's going to be all negative about them, and it should be because they're negative people. They're Sarah Buck, Sarah Huckabee. I'm sorry, Sarah Huckabee Sanders and Kellyanne Conway, and Stephen Miller. They're just lying assholes for Donald Trump. That's all they are. They're ignorant and stupid and dumb. They don't know anything. Go out every day and try to hoodwink the American public. That's all I can say about those three and others in the Donald Trump circle. So you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Follow me on Facebook. I'm all over the place. LinkedIn, Google, um, Instagram, I believe, <laughs> uh, Yahoo. Yeah, yeah, we, we're there all over the place. What can I say? Uh, not literally. Don't follow me literally, but, uh, you know, check me out every once in a while. Okay, we're just about out air. We're going to be off. Uh, we're going to take a few days off to do some writing and some contemplating. So I want to ask everybody to join me next week. Uh, we have a full slate of guests, four days a week, 6 o'clock to 730, 8 o'clock sometimes. Depends on what, what's happening, p.m., that is. And uh, I want to say it's been great. It's been beautiful. It's been wonderful. All right. Catch you guys uh, next week. And uh, everybody have a great weekend. Have a wonderful evening, wonderful evening and great weekend. Bye bye, everybody.
0: Help the roses if the bombs begin to fall. Ever never never help the black man if he struggles one more day. Ever help the white man if he turns back away. Ever help the man who kicks the man as a crawl.
2: Once again, I want to thank everybody for joining me. Make sure you join me next week. Have a great evening. Have a great weekend. Bye.
0: In the troubled world, I pray the Lord to keep keep hatred from the mighty and the mighty from the